0: Nexus. Tonight it's Act 1, Chapter 26. We open tonight in a wood paneled hallway filled floor to 20-foot ceiling with books, manuscripts, pamphlets, journals, and maps piled up, towering over, leaning in, enclosing, and entrapping. The walls are covered with limp drooling mouths and unblinking eyes, and the hall extends for miles. It turns in on itself and twists with feats of impossible geometry. And inside this mansion, a house of unspeakable depravity, a woman and a girl walk hand in hand. The woman has metallic silver hair, so does the little girl. The woman has metallic skin, almost like bronze, so does the girl. And they both have amethyst eyes. The woman wears black. Is she in mourning? She must be. Somebody is always dying. The child wears a simple, yellow, floor-length nightshirt. She carries a knitting needle and trails a rope of wet, red... Yarn? Let's hope it's yarn behind her. Dora, is lying in Dr. Lissandro's blood in the administrator's office right now, back when the anirigin fog put her to sleep. The memory of this dream comes back to her as she stands at the rear of the party and watching as Grip gets paralyzed and Gull is incapable of hitting any of them with his alchemical torch. The moment looks desperate and memories start coming back to her. Dora's is dreaming. In this dream, Dora is the little girl walking with the woman in black. They walk hand in hand, singing a nursery rhyme. Like all nursery rhymes, it's got a simple, sweet, repetitive tune. And like all nursery rhymes, it's about death. This one's about the time the sewers of a great city by the sea overflowed and thousands upon thousands drowned in wave after wave of human waste. Down, down, down down your mouth, down your throat, down to the ocean to die. Sometimes the only way forward through this never-ending maze of a house is to climb over piles of books, books that look dusty but feel wet. Sometimes the only way forward is to squeeze under close-pressing arches of ancient lore, hungry fungus brushing against your ears, tickling the back of your neck. But through it all, you travel with the woman, Hand in hand, singing, climbing, crawling, dodging falling towers of books, slipping through morbid puddles. You thought you were doing a good job, but but she's not looking at you. Why won't she look at you? She's way more interested in the books than in you. You can tell. You can tell because she stops singing, and she looks you in the eyes, and she says,
1: I'm more interested in my books
0: than in you. You stop singing. She smacks you. Keep
1: singing, you little shit. It's the only way we'll find what I need. And mummy needs it.
0: So you sing, and the sound of your voice turns into greasy purple multi-pointed stars. Why do those stars have too many points? That float in the air and pop like bubbles when they touch the sharp corners of the books. You brush up against a book and you realize exactly how sharp those corners are. You're bleeding now. Your sepia nightgown is rapidly turning red. You stop singing to tell the woman that you've been stabbed, but she smacks you again.
1: Sing, you shit. I need to hear that voice. If mummy doesn't hear the voice, mummy doesn't find the book. And nobody gets bed.
0: Sticky in your blood-soaked gown, feeling faint, you keep singing words of death that turn into delicate little purple doom stars. Finally one lands on a book and doesn't pop. Instead it turns into a lizard skull which (laughs) coughs a cloud of spores into your face and into mummy's face and the lizard skull laughs and mummy laughs. And you laugh, even though it's not funny, even... Whoa, whoa, there goes your strength. A child can only lose so much blood before she falls down like the worthless dead weight she's pretending so hard not to be. As you sink down, somehow the dusty, dirty, blue-tiled floor is now also an inch or so deep with stagnant water. You watch as blood seeps from your side into the water and coalesces in shapes like writhing worms. Me save up. Wake us, oh, that's, that's, that's weird. Mummy picks up the book you found, the book made of dead faces. She squeals with delight. You mirror her, as you've learned you need to do, and you squeal too. Everyone's squealing now, like happy little piggies. Piggy, piggy, piggy. Then everyone's giggling. Giggle piggies. Who went to market? Who cares? They're all dead anyways. Sad little, dead little piggies. Oh, that's funny. Now everyone's laughing. Everyone's laughing. Everyone is laughing, but nobody's happy. Nobody's ever been happy, ever, ever. Mummy hates you, and mummy hates daddy, and daddy hates mummy, and puppy hates daddy, and daddy hates puppy, and mummy has needs, you see, those needs are all that matter in this hate-filled house. And no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how much you give, give, give of yourself, nothing makes Mummy happy. Nothing makes Mommy happy. Nothing makes Mummy happy. Except, wait. Mommy reaches into the book and pulls out a baby girl. She dresses the baby girl in a white nightgown so much cleaner than yours and kisses her weirdly and deeply. The crying man with the white hair and the wet eyes and the baby's smooth face walks by and and he nods sadly and he he whispers, oh, oh oh, yes, of course I see, yes, yes. I, I suppose it was inevitable. And then he looks Dora right in the eyes. My dear, I'm so sorry. And then Mummy looks up from the baby with fury in her eyes. Don't you dare pity me! She grabs the crying man by the sleeve, but he disappears in a puff of vapor. And then something happens. This dream shatters. For a split second, you are the little girl dying on the blue-tiled floor, and you're also Mummy looking down on the little shit stain dying there. And then shoo! Tima takes over. This is no longer Dora's dream. This is Tima's dream now. We're looking through Mummy's eyes fully. She drops the baby and the book on the floor, completely ignores them. She looks around the hallway of horrors and then she calls out:
1: Oi! Come out, you asshole! Come out and face me. I know your name now. And names have power. Tatterman! Mm. Yeah.
0: The baby girl on the floor next to the dying Dora sprouts a thousand lamprey teeth. Her eyes fall out and she eats them. She stands up on her tiny, chubby little baby legs and speaks with the voice of the Tatterman, the Everyall, the witch's consort, the Harbinger. Well, well, well. <laughs> what have we here?
1: Look, none of this works on me. It's literally impossible for you to scare me. So listen to me before she wakes
0: up. Oh, oh, I love it. love it. Love it, love it, love this. Turning on your own self, are you? Oh, so sweet. So delicious. I'm
1: stronger in here than I am out there. Stronger than she is. I believe I can help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you have to help me.
0: Look me in the hollow, bleeding sockets where my eyes once were, woman, and tell me you think I ever help anyone. The little Dora girl on the floor makes a faint moan and reaches out a feeble hand to her baby and mummy, trying to say something, trying to intervene. What's she doing?
1: Diane, Who cares? Listen, I can give you information. Every time she sleeps, where they are, what they're doing, what they're planning, I'll tell you
0: everything. Oh yeah, you got a taste for me.
1: They're weak. They've practically given up. They've just been sitting around, reading books, making toys for children, talking about their feelings. It's pathetic. They're playing house. They're settling in. I thought at least Rick Tusk had a fire in his belly, but he's been reduced to holding hands with the idiot cleaning lady and apologizing to her. Look, they're right for the plucking. And I can deliver them right to you. Do we have a deal?
0: Baby's bloody eye sockets narrow as the Tatterman stares up at Tima. yourself, ain't What do you mean? You're used to being in control. Ain't ya? You like it? You think you're good at it?
1: I believe I know when I have some leverage.
0: Leverage? You think I need you? My work here is almost done. My volunteers are doing their duty, and soon all this will be mine.
1: Listen to me! Now
0: you listen to me! You are nothing. You have nothing. You amount to nothing. I look forward to your transformation. Now go back to your dream, little piggy. Shoo! And the blink of an eye. Catterman's gone, and it's Dora's dream again. Except that now Dora is mummy, and Tima is the useless, shitty little child dying in a blood-soaked shift on the first floor hallway of Iris Hill. And then, like that, the little girl dies. God, my God, it feels like such a relief to have her gone, finally. And you pick up the perfect new baby girl from the filth of the floor, Dora, and you sniff her. smells like poppies and tears. You shove a knitting needle in baby's hand. It's
1: stabbing time. Aim for the eye.
0: And inside the house of a deranged hoarder, two women walk hand in hand, down, down, down the hallway, down to the future, to die. Dora wakes. We pick back up, in the northern portion of the western ward and the tail end of that fight, there were just a scant handful of seconds left of Grip's paralysis. We can assume he's come out of that at the moment, and we're all in the hush immediately following that combat. There is no immediate response. What do you do? Gull immediately moves down the hall to
2: the door to see if there's any kind of lock or anything like that that he can jam or disable device or something to make it difficult for anybody to get out. Give me a perception check.
0: Natural 20. Nice. So this door opens into the room. It does not seem to be locked. There would not be a quiet or easy means of... If the door opened out into the hallway, you could obviously set something on the outside of it. You boy, to get your tools out and mess around and try to jam the lock shut on this side would be possible. It would take a little bit of time. Now that you're closer to the door, though, you can hear a little bit more clearly what's going on in that room. You would guess you're hearing the sound of two to three more ghouls. You hear the sound of what sounds like a person moaning in pain, and you hear occasional yips from, like, a fox. Another fox? That's what you hear. Uh... Now you hear the meowing of a cat. Pained. Gull. Gull. Now there's a dog barking. Oh, God. Gull, Gull backs away from the door
2: and, and quietly shares what he's experiencing.
1: With everyone? Yeah. Are there more of you here? not. Do you have brethren here at the asylum?
0: Hi, Dora. You should tell them what you dreamed. They should know that you're a liability and are trying to defeat them. Wouldn't that be best for everyone?
1: I absolutely intend to tell them that.
0: But why are you waiting?
1: Right now, we have more immediate issues to deal with.
0: Nothing matters, Dora. Nothing matters at all.
1: Then why does it matter whether I tell them or not?
0: You're not very tricksy, Dora.
1: I can be.
2: You can be what?
1: Keep your voice down.
2: What? Uh, we gotta get out of here. We, we, we're about to, to get killed by all these ghouls.
1: Well, if you don't care about the fox in that room, then we'll move along. Discuss this later. Dora starts inching down this corridor that she's already this in. North.
0: All right. Yeah, we're the four, the three of you, are clearly seeing a break of some sort happening here. She does not look great. Dora,
3: Dora, come here. Um, I'm going to actually follow down the hall yeah. with her, and um, not make any. I'm not like grabbing at her or anything. I'm just kind of staying close. Where are you going, Dora?
2: Oh, we were leaving. That's not the way out.
3: We gotta make sure that we're safe behind us first. Can you hold on a second?
4: We're I'm not. drinking. I'm drinking a potion of pure <laughs> moderate wounds. Yes.
1: We're not going to be safe behind us.
2: Oh no! What'd you get, Robert?
4: I'm at eighteen.
2: Now. Okay. Go. Where are you at? Oh I'm down ten, and I have almost
3: nothing that I can do at this point. Seems like a great place to make camp. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, maybe the, the courtyard would be nice
1: perhaps through this door we Do you should have at the... least listen to it and see if there is anything we can hear on the other side of it fine
2: Gull <laughs> like squeezes past her to try to like get over there and listen 20 or 21 for
0: traps uh, door's is a normal door not trapped not locked hearing to be a distant crashing of waves on rocks, but it sounds like it's far away. The
1: rear entrance.
0: Possibly so.
2: Can I stealth the door open and just peek? Yeah, give me a check. Okay. 18 plus 9 Seven.
0: So seven. You edge the door quietly open, Gull, and you see a roughly 20-foot by 20-foot square room, unadorned. Looks kind of like uh, a back foyer or something, undecorated, very utilitarian. The left wall, this west wall, is a massive pile of rubble. Seems like a collapse happened on that side of it. Directly across from you, 20 feet to the north, is an open doorway that seems to lead outside. The top of the door frame looks like maybe part of the building collapsed above it during the earthquake and crushed the door, so there is yellow fog just (laughs) roiling and dancing and freezing right outside the threshold of that doorway, though it's only edging into the room maybe about five feet. It's not doing what you saw in the main entrance hall of trying to rush in infinitely, mm-hmm. but you can tell it's the, it's the bad fog. It's the thick fog right outside that door. There's also one more door on your right heading to the east. I will, like, gesture to everybody to
2: just hold for a second, yeah, and I will go in and listen to that door.
0: 24 or 25 traps. On the other side of that eastern door... You hear distant sound of maybe a couple people talking. Sound like male voices. They sound like they're probably 50 or more feet away from the door. So it's not like you're hearing somebody right on the other side of the door. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of further away and maybe off to the right, to the south. Which, as you... As you're starting to put together the geography of the North Courtyard, they might be around where you might expect the door that goes from the kitchens into the courtyard to be. Excellent. So you'd guess the kitchens are probably on the other side of that door. As you're standing at that door, listening into, we'll call it the kitchen area for now, you do hear something slithering around pretty close to the northern door inside the fog it's not moving towards you but it's, maybe it's like pacing around it sounds like something i don't know maybe either like maybe snake like a wet snake like kind of slithering around on stones that's what kind of a sounds, snake pace i know right that's what it sounds like <laughs> it's doing pacing snake um
2: <laughs> i will i will uh Come back the way
0: that I that I came and yeah. sneak back and let everybody know what I heard. Great, and, and to catch up, those of you that are back in the hallway here, this is another instance. Like you know, you had that huge fight with the hungry flesh, with all the gunfire and stuff, and the ratlings in the next room were like, like whatever. Eh. <laughs> uh, so far, it seems as though you know there are ghouls very nearby, but maybe there is just enough sounds of combat and screaming and weirdness that you have not yet done something that would trigger their curiosity. But who knows how long that lasts? Yeah. D- this way seemed to be to the kitchens, and uh,
2: I-, I heard some voices over there. So maybe we go that way? Get away from to the ghouls. Let's go somewhere we
1: can talk. Hmm. Put some distance between us and the ghouls.
2: Is this door a door that we could jam or you know, make it so that it would be not easy for someone to follow us this way?
0: The door that leads into the back entrance. The back antechamber essentially would open into this hallway. So again, no, it's designed to be fortified from this side, the side that you're Got currently it. on. Okay.
2: Okay. Again, that was that's what Gull suggests, that we move that yeah. way and and get out of this ghoul-infested
3: area. So. Dora agrees. I'll yeah. follow that, yeah.
0: All right, yeah. so we're going to
3: move into that back antechamber yes. as a group. Great. Toward the sound of slithering. Wet slithering. The slithering, slithering is outside, though. It's not, <laughs> it
2: is outside. It is outside. It
0: is not right here.
1: So, this must be the tower we're seeing the edges of there.
0: On the, the west there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slithering was from here? Out that northern door, yes. So, could we close the that door? Were from here. There is no door to the north.
1: Oh. It's just open. It's just open.
0: And is the plan to move through quickly and quietly? Is the plan to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's taking the lead? I I will take the lead, but uh,
2: Gulliver is also looking rough.
4: Yeah. If there's any more healing to be had, I would. uh, I'm I'm just below half, so I would gladly take some.
0: All right, gang. Everyone, huddle up. You doing this in that back room or in the hallway?
3: Uh. We've already channeled positive energy in this.
0: In the hall. In, in the, the hall. Hall
3: ghoul factory, so I'm going to do it in the hall. Okay. Good, 11 points. Oh. Oh. That's
2: huge. I'm back, up to, back up to full myself.
3: It's good to be useful. I would know what that's like. <laughs> Come on, making all the checks.
0: All right. Made uh. like...
1: We made moving. like seventeen or eighteen perception checks over twenty.
0: Yeah. That, like, okay. Yeah. So you are episodes. doing your rogue job here, <laughs> even if totally you can't
2: fight in combat hard. so well. I can't yeah, Literally, his senses have come alive because he's so close to death. <laughs> so terrified. He's absolutely terrified of everything. All right. So uh, then I guess we will go into the room, and then uh, I will slowly open that door and try to see if I can see what I can see. Yeah. Give me a fresh perception check there, Gull. Another perception check. Oh, you know it was coming, natural one. Mm, Everybody talked about my perception. Now it's in the mirror. Do I need to make a stealth check to open the door? You're good for the moment.
0: Okay. So you, you sneak that door open, and you do indeed see the kitchen. There's a row of fireplaces on the northern wall there on your left hand standing among heaps of barrel-sized pots and cooking implements in this ruin of a kitchen. You can see multiple doors heading to the south, a couple doors heading to the east, and big chunks of that northern wall have collapsed. And the first thing that you see when you start edging that door open is that there is a ring of rocks laid out in the shape of a circle around the fire pit and giant food cauldron immediately on the other side of this door. The sound of talking that you were hearing is definitely coming from the south. There's two doors that go south there. Let's call both of them to open. You can hear the sound of two or three guys talking, not whispering, but talking and talking in low voices.: They're Do I recognize praise, their praise. language? Or: uh, They would be speaking in Taldane, OK. Yeah. But I can't, and no, I can't they make are, out what they're saying or anything. No, not really, not really. But they are not, like, just standing there muttering praise or Zendelassies mm. or anything like that. They seem to be having what what sounds like a normal conversation, but it's very low and you know in another room. Okay.
2: I open the door the rest of the way. Yep. Uh, and then sort of gesture to follow me and go around the stones. You're not going to cross the line of stones. Correct. Okay. Although he will kind of like take pointed his eyes and look at it and, be, and kind of make a gesture of like is there like anything weird or magic can anybody see anything about this
0: right uh nobody sees anything with their normal senses and if we do want to cast some of those detect spells those would be audible to the people in the next room oh mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: maybe not let me make sure
0: so at this moment we're in the March murder. we've got, which is what? Which is uh, Gull, Grip, Dora, and Ray. We're going to edge into this room, avoid crossing the line of stones, and then wait for a Gull to check out these doorways. Is that mm-hmm. all right? Yep. Dora
1: summons to mind the image of a ringing bell and piques her curiosity. No sound is made.
0: Excellent. Oh, right. You don't have normal components.
1: Don't. But I don't detect magic either.
3: Could I cast Detect Magic in the other room and then walk into the- To avoid Uh, sound traveling?
0: You could. Let me tell you what Dora senses. Yeah. Dora, your senses would pick up that, you know, there are still a few cooking utensils that, are, that didn't fall off the wall, or maybe a few scattered across the floor. One or two of them popped to you as having been significant to somebody, and this big cauldron inside the ring of stones is registering some dim psychic significance to you as well. I don't we can do the leave and come back for detect magic plan? Yes. Where are you going to cast detect magic?
3: I'm going to step back uh, out the door into that room
0: into the antechamber there? Yes. Great. Roll initiative. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Son of a... Baby. Just him. Uh, everybody should roll. Everybody should roll. Sorry, guys. Son of a... Biscuit.
3: Hey. I rolled an 18.
0: Grip. Uh, 15. 15. Gull. 8. And Dora. 10. All right, so Ray edges quietly back into this rear antechamber room, kinda mostly closes the door behind him so he's got some privacy and the sound of his spellcasting, doesn't call the attention of whoever's talking in the room to the south, and as you finish making those sounds and your senses come alive with the ability to detect magic, you see something slide out of the fog and into the room. You see it's it's a sleek, wet, five foot long creature that looks like a rainbow-colored hallucination of a crocodile with six legs, four eyes, and, uh, Just a bevy of long, hypnotically waving spiky fins running up and down its spine and sprouting from the end of its tail. It is completely freakish, but almost beautiful, and as it slides into the room and glares at you with its four big eyes, it almost seems to be smiling at you. And it says something that Dora from the next room understands. Uh, says in the Aklo language, Well, this looks yummers. <laughs> That's our surprise round. Round one begins with it. Let's see, it is ten feet away from Ray. It, mo- it, it takes a five-foot step close to Ray and takes a bite at you, Ray. You're still flat-footed. Uh, Twenty-one. That's a hit. <laughs> For four points of damage, and it attempts to pull you to the ground with its bite. It's making a CMB check against your CMD. tick a tick tick a tick 21. That's
3: uh, correct.
0: And yes. Ray is pulled to the floor, prone. It then unleashes with its claws... Uh, miss. Miss. 26 is a hit. and 22 is a hit. So two hits out of six claw out of four claws. Three points of damage and four points of damage. So this five-foot long rainbow hallucination crocodile has ripped you to the ground and is now raking at you with its four claws. And you are up next.
3: Cool! Uh, is there any way for me to get back through the doorway and close it without, um, without dying? I'm going to provoke an attack of opportunity no matter what I do, correct?
0: Standing up will provoke, attempting to crawl away will provoke, yeah. Is he grappled right now? He is not grappled. He could crawl
1: back and, as a move action, and shut the door as a move action?
0: Yeah, it will provoke, but he could do that.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm going to try
0: to do. Here come those teeth. Natural one. All right. So the three of you, this happens so quickly. He merely steps into the other room. You hear him yell out in pain. He comes scooting on his ass backwards through the door, slams the door shut. As you see four apostles in orbament come running from the south and come out of those doors on the southern side of the kitchen they've all got crossbows we'll call it four men this time they're all wearing the togas they've all got the flame chalked on their head they don't seem to be starving and they don't seem to be on drugs the way that the last couple batches of these folks you have seen were and they they come in the room and they're pointing crossbows at you what the hell i I, i've seen the thigh rays Praise praise to sandaless Vandeliff
2: Oh Hey
0: praise Where did you come from The ghouls What does that mean How did Are you ghouls they all stand up across
2: I stick you. my tongue out
4: No I do not want any meat whatsoever Where did you
0: come from I point I point back. Don't fuck around with me, man. Where did you come from we beyond the ghouls? The
1: courtyard. From from where? Out a window. You saw the unicorn.
0: So there's a moment where clearly one of these four dudes has been telling the other three he's seen a unicorn and they've been telling him you're full of <laughs> shit. And so you <laughs> see like one of the guys go like fucking told you so. <laughs> they're like all right, so you saw the unicorn. Yeah, did
2: this to me as we were running by.
0: That's so a nasty-ass wound, man.
1: But I was able to convince it to let us pass so we could find you all.
0: What window did you use to get into the courtyard?
1: Oh,
2: I, I, I don't know. There was, like, uh, big curtains and stuff.
0: Huh. All right, you're coming with us. Come on and they start uh, motioning with their crossbows for you to walk towards the eastern wall.
4: Where are you taking us?
0: To the group.
1: Dora imagines a tightly wound scroll being unfurled. Yep. And um, thinks about how much better she is than all these shits with their crossbows (laughs) and, and detects thoughts takes three rounds so whatever the rest of the group decides to do she'll go along with it but she's concentrating on this
0: what's the difficulty I
1: think it's 15
0: okay yeah no worries so I got a I definitely got to save for one but not for three others so, you, the three of you, uh, Grip, Ray, and Gull, you recognize the, the, the telltale signs of Doris slipping into one of her mental spells. It wouldn't really register to these guys because they haven't seen it, but you kind of recognize this different sense of focus that she gets. She's obviously doing something. But you've been, uh, in, the, in the immediate moment, you've been directed to head towards the east with crossbows pointed at you. What do you what's your immediate response to that? It, it, is there a place to go to the bathroom before we go there? He
2: points at the floor. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little shy. Can I, you know, can you give me just a little privacy so I can, uh, before I, before I, you know, meet your group and stuff? Take your shit right there, little man. Uh, oh, oh okay. So he's, he's gonna like, very. He's gonna, he's gonna kind of like, take uh, a little bit of like. Cloth and stuff like that. Can you can you hold this for me and just kind of hold it up to to grip of like kind of give him a little bit. He's trying to just buy, buy time. time. Yes, he's Excellent. trying to just buy time and sort of make a show of like. Can you hold it for me? As that nonsense
0: is happening, so Dora, you're able. To, <laughs> they they do have thinking minds. They have intelligence scores of
1: not sh- twenty six or higher. Eight, <laughs> and
0: you are able to read three the, the, the surface thoughts of three of them, and they they're feeling hopeful that this means that the way that the way to the south to all the meat stored in the cathedral like Xandalos promised might now be open and if the way has been cleared then it's time to go fetch the meat everybody's starting to get really hungry and if this if this is true and maybe Zandalus actually does see this sort of an awakening sense in these couple of people who might not normally have been like, they don't seem like extreme fanatics, but this seems like this might actually be a sign they had been looking for.
1: So we could possibly convince them to go out into the courtyard. That it's safe. Maybe. Maybe so? Maybe not. Right now.
2: So Gull is fumbling and fumbling and he's kind of like doing like a little like grunting and stuff and he's like no I, 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 you all, I'll watch and I, I can't and he gets himself back together and stuff and Were takes windows? his- there Always dignity.
1: Were there windows in the library?
4: Yes. I would appreciate if you would not point that fucking crossbow right at me. Put it the fuck down.
0: Then go through that door. So one of them leads the way and opens up this door, and you see a kind of. Can I make an intimidate check with that? Yeah. Fifteen. Okay. So they're giving you they're giving you a, a bit of berth. Uh, one of them scampers ahead, opens up this door. And you see what well, looks like it's probably a larger room ahead. There's yellow mist in the air, but not what you'd call yellow fog. There's definitely the, sign, the signs off to the right of a whole bunch of fire. This is through this door? Through the uh, door on the eastern wall, towards what you would assume at this point to be the large hall that you've been heading towards. You see the sight of a whole bunch of fire, the sound of a whole bunch of fire. You smell that kind of charcoaly burning wood scent, kind of a, a wash of unwashed bodies, and they're gesturing you towards that door with their crossbows. Gull is like looking back at Dora,
2: like, what? What a? What do we <laughs> go or not? <laughs>
1: well, they're, they're going to want to go into the courtyard. Who? Who? Their salvation will be there.
2: Gull Just is as we found confused. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Dora uh, doesn't look great. <laughs> Dora doesn't look great. Uh, and this door doesn't look great. Gull. Uh, decides uh, he has he has had his alchemical torch in his hand because nobody Nobody knows knows what what this is is. and he's like um, uh, yeah, can I ask you like one question? Yes Bang! (laughs) Shoot him in the face because he's like we're not going through that door and Dora does not seem to be making any good decisions right now (laughs) So before we get into into any kind of actual place where I won't be able to be effective at all. Maybe I'll at least get one shot on one of these guys.
0: Okay, so number four is over here by one of the doors on the east wall. Let's say we've got number one inside this open doorway here. We've got number two and three right in front. Well, not number three. Number three took a step back because kind of intimidated by grip.
2: But wait. So we didn't. We didn't even move forward at all, or anything like that. We're still just back. So there? I mean, the
0: squatting was still happening right around that area, okay. right there. It was it was a pretty effective and bizarre uh, diversion. <laughs> everybody eats. Everybody shifts. So the way I've laid out these apostles on this map here, Gaul is firing on number two. Give me that roll. All right.
4: Oh. God. Can't roll.
2: Uh, that's gonna be a total of a seven. Any shame? No, I have a single
0: shame point left, and no, I, I no. Okay, so I think, must must have just at the last second as seeing the explosion go off just, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and perhaps your your strength lift the pistol yep. didn't quite go as planned. Yeah, let's roll initiative.
2: Why couldn't I roll that before?
0: Grip. Nine. Ray. Thirteen. Dora. Four. Gull.
2: Twenty-one. Nice.
0: All right. You missed with your shot, Gull, but you have got the jump on them at the top of round one.
2: And they're just holding crossbows, right? Correct. So nobody is holding a weapon that actually physically threatens me. That is correct. Then I am going to move and I'm gonna move between those two guys and into the room that number one is in, trying to create some space and get myself some distance Uh, And once I get there, what do I see when I'm in that room?
0: This southern chunk of the kitchen space is what was probably once a pantry. It's a large open room right now. Looks like they've moved whatever furniture may have once been in there out of the way. There's shelves on the walls, not really any food left. There's what was obviously a door to the south that has been deliberately filled up with wreckage and rubble and wood and stone as to block it off. And then one small side door to the west that looks like it goes back out into the courtyard, but it's behind a low barricade where people could fire crossbows over. So one door outside completely blocked, one door outside that looks like it's barricaded to make it difficult to get in and out.
2: As I'm moving, I will draw my dagger and when I get closer to the other door, no, I'm gonna put myself right up against number one so that I'm right next to him.
0: Sweet, so you ducked through the door on the east side and you have edged in right next to Apostle number one who is menacing Dora through an open doorway with a crossbow. Yep. Fantastic. That is what I've done. They are up. I'm gonna do them as a cluster here. Number four all the way across the room by the door calls out into the room we need help up here we need help everyone come and you start to hear the sound of a large amount of people mustering dozens upon dozens of people number two doesn't really understand what just happened except he seemed to have survived some sort of magical (laughs) explosion He's. Freaked out, take a five foot step back. He doesn't understand what's going on with the sickly guy (laughs) and the hand cannon. And the immediate threat right now is Grip. He takes a shot on Grip with his crossbow. Uh, 12, that's a miss. Miss. Number three does the same. 14. Miss. Miss. Number one is adjacent to Gull, he sees you threatening him with a dagger. All right, he will take a five-foot step back away from you, opening the path of this doorway here. Take a shot at you, Gull, seven. Yes. All right. And then, none of them are threatened right now, so they will all take a move action to reload their, oh, they did that, no. Everyone's real close. All right, drop. They're going to drop their crossbows and draw the little club equivalents that they have. Some of them have crowbars. Some of them have table legs. And that. And, that. and then, Ray is up.
3: I'm going to provoke an attack of opportunity as mm-hmm. we get in the room here.
0: So stepping through Dora's square, yeah. through the doorway into the room where Gull is at, to close with Apostle number one. And let's see as you come through that door. He will take an attack with his crowbar, natural 20, backed up with a natural one. So just a regular hit, regular hit. Ah, uh, seven points of damage. Wow. Yes, hitting hard. Hitting hard. Holy but you have made your way around to the other side. Did you want to take a swing?
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh see, that's an eight, I'm gonna make a, I'm so ashamed that I moved into this room to be useless.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, that's gonna make it a 13.
0: Dodges out oh, of the way. F- Dora. Oh no, grip, grip. sorry.
4: Face so go slack, eyes rolling on the back of his head. Cracks his neck and he takes the cleave feet oh. <laughs> and will take a five-foot step and make a preliminary attack on number three. Okay. Uh, so he's and he is he is continuing to use Red Destiny. Okay, excellent. I will add uh, appropriately. Um,
0: a natural One. Oh, oh no! Man. And the cleave feet requires you to land a, a first hit, right? Is that it does.
4: it does, it um, does. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, my armor class is lowered by two
0: for the next round. Gotcha. All right. Dora, you are up.
1: I saw number one attack Ray as it moved through its threatened area. Yes. So I'm going to go in that room and head to the corner, unless there's a reason that it's not safe.
0: No, that would put you right between the fully blocked doorway and the barricaded doorway. So that looks like, hey, if any place around here is at least say from incursion from the outside it might be there and you're far enough away from all of the apostles that none of them are threatening you
1: uh then i'll try to cast telekinetic projectile on number one i know he's in melee, but unless i can see number four through the door but that's probably too far away
0: yeah and the angle's not good
1: uh 16 minus 4 is 12. i oh, know does isn't hit 17.
0: That's a hit. Clock it with the
1: ball.
0: For two. Two of damage. A rock smashes into the l- his left shoulder there. Then it's everybody in the other room. Jeez. Here's what starts to happen. There's gonna be, as these doors get open on this east wall here, you're gonna see what, at first blush, is gonna look like a couple of dozen people. Seconds beyond that, you're gonna see you're looking at upwards of 40 people streaming into this room. Many of them wearing these Apostle and Orpiment robes and carrying weapons, not every single one, but you'd say maybe about a third of these 40 plus people as they pour into this room. You can tell right away that uh, if you continue to fight this fight the way you're fighting it right now, they, they will probably kill you. They're streaming in in an effort to subdue you. How do you think you're going to respond to that? you going to go down with a fight? you going to let them... uh door is
1: standing next to a door to the courtyard, yeah?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's... it is half blocked with a barricade. You have, we won't have to climb over it to get out.
1: We can't fight. We don't have enough hit points.
2: Whose turn is it? We'll go loosely with Gull. Gull, what do you do? He is going to... Oh, man. Would we be able to get out of that door into the courtyard again? The one that Dora is standing next to?
0: Yeah. Either a, full, either a move action to negotiate that or an acrobatics check to do it as part of a move.
2: Um, it's nearly chest high. Gull's going to yell out, uh, We gotta go! <laughs> and he's going to start to move back to that as a move action, and then as a standard action, try to basically put himself in the way for Dora and Ray to start
0: to, to move block out, that to block it, exit. Yeah. Alright. Apostles are up. Number one swings at Ray. Ping! <laughs> Number two and a three are going to take attacks at grip. Uh, miss, and well, that's probably hit. 17? Um yes what was the first one because I I am
4: lowered by two it was below ten okay but yeah second one hits
0: only three points of damage from that crowbar bash number four is opening those doors up to let the mob race in Grip you're up I will do a full withdrawal I guess so you can withdraw from number two and three that you are adjacent to. If you wanna head back through the door into the room where everyone's trying to escape, you're gonna to have to go through that doorway and provoke for number one. You wanna do that? Yeah. Okay. Use this way. 13? Yes. Okay. Grip is down in the pantry area. Also providing a line of defense. Dora.
1: Oh, do I not wanna be the first person out that door, but I will. Negotiate the barricade.
0: Give me an acrobatics check we'll just, just to see how long, uh, how much of a move action it takes you.
1: An 11.
0: Great, so you will be able to treat that as essentially just difficult terrain this round, so that's two squares of movement to pass over the door. Okay. You're back out on the courtyard. It is that same situation if you can't see further than 20 feet ahead of you.
1: So I can't see... That door, Opposite the one we came in originally in the ghoul area.
0: You cannot see it, but you do know it's there. You know that there is a door, you would guess, 25 feet ahead of you. So like just out of your range of vision. I can
1: take another step. Sure. Do I see it? You do. Then uh, I'll, I'll move far enough to see it. Yep. Then send a message Ooh. to Gull. I can see the door opposite the one we came into in the ghoul area.
0: All right, a mob of apostles streams into the eastern half of this room. In the back, so through these two open doors that now go back into the great hall, at the back of this mob of people, you see a young man in a doctor's coat, kind of like jumping up and down, trying to see over the heads of everybody else that's running into the room. Picture like an X-Men first class Era James McAvoy. Uh, McAvoy, yeah. So, probably normally in his normal life, very clean shaven, clean cut looking. But obviously hasn't been able to shave in weeks. But not really able to grow a beard, so kind of like handsome and dashing, but a little scruffy now at the moment. And he's 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 in a very clean set of clothes and is very clean doctors. Gown, and he's back there yelling, "Hello, uh, what's what's going on?" I say, uh, uh, "Don't do anything rash. Don't do anything hasty." Uh, yes, we're all here to serve the Orphanment, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. Gull.
2: Gull uh, goes out the door.
0: <laughs> Give me an acrobatic check. Uh, natural one. Okay, takes you a full move action, so it's going to take you five foot step to get there, and a move action to get out. And then it's my- That's essentially two moves. Um, All right. Well, that's what Outside. I, you're outside. Yeah, I'm outside. So you can see Dora. Dora can see the door. And you're just outside. Uh, you can, Dora can see the other door. The door that you're heading towards. And Ray. Shit.
3: <laughs> All right. Forgive me, everyone. No. Um, Make your choices. I have a high charisma. Yes. Yeah. Deeply affected by the fact that I'm wasting away. Yes. However, I do get a bonus on intimidation checks because yeah. of this. Yeah. So, I, what I would like to do is intimidate them into stopping swarming us, mm-hmm. noticing what's coming towards us, what you just described at what is probably a doppelganger, but I'm f- crossing <laughs> my fingers that it's an actual human being. Alright. Uh, should I make, roll the check first? Or...
0: Why don't you roll it first and then act it appropriately? Okay. We'll see how it goes. Yes.
3: So um that's a fourteen plus uh uh five. So that's a nineteen. Mm-hmm. Intimidate check. He says, everyone stop we are here to see over Xandalis. We are not here for you. Give us passage, or the Tatterman Man will come for you all.
0: <laughs> the whole front wave of this mob of apostles, they all come screeching to a halt, and you see just a whole bunch of bodies kind of crouching low, looking at each other, and then they all look back at the doctor, and the doctor is like, Good show, good show, yes, fantastic. We all know you're here to serve the orpiment, right? Right, my friend?
3: That's right. We are here to serve the
4: Orpament.
0: Of course. Well, we all know that the thing we need most is assistance and help from such hail-hearty, well, most hail, well, hmm, from full-bodied human beings here to help and serve. And so he's kind of making his way through the crowd now, and the crowd has stopped... This swarm action, go, uh, sorry, grip. What do you? What's your response to this as it's happening? God damn it! Um,
4: he looks around and he sees the people. He sees what Ray's done, and he looks at Ray and says, I all hail
0: the Orpament. So some of the some of the apostles and acolytes around you, Yeah, hail, oh, hail praise. They're looking at you very appreciatively now. Dora, what do you do? Uh, You're I just come back. hearing this. You're going to come back and yeah, look in? Yeah,
1: and look in see what's happening. So Dora,
0: Dora peers back in. So we've got Dora and Gull peering over the top of the barricaded door. Yeah. And Reynard. And Reynard. Oh no, she's holding him below the barricade. Oh, so so they For can't time. see <laughs> yes. Reynard and all of his magnificence. Yes. So the. the the original Apostle Number Four, the one who had originally opened the door, called them all in, he makes his way over to the doctor, and he's like, Dr. Elburn, uh, it seems as though they came from the cell. And Elburn is like, oh no, 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 no. He looks he looks right at you, Ray. He's like, "It's there's absolutely no way you could have possibly come from the chapel, right, my friend?
3: Absolutely not.
0: So I think, I mean, the best thing would be to just Give us a simple explanation of where exactly you came from and they will all go about our business here, right? Right, my friends. And they're all praise, 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 praise. Where do you think we came from? Old chap, watch your tone with me.
1: We hid from the ghouls for many days. <gasps>
0: praise. And, uh, was it visions from the Orpiment that gave you the cunning necessary to do so? Of course it was. What about you, old man? He's looking at Grip.
4: I, the, I wouldn't have known what to do without
0: the fucking visions. And number four is like, oh, when they said they came from the ghouls, they were with the ghouls, but hiding. Yes, yes. And, and the doctor's like, oh, yes, yes. Whatever he said, that's exactly what happened. What about you, sick one?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my I, I
0: saw uh, Alar on the lake. I... I'm so happy for you. Doesn't seem to know what that means, but he's- He's prays. Prays. With... Praise. praise indeed. My friends. We have
1: been at the asylum for many years.
0: Welcome to the club, I say. I myself have only been here for a few weeks. Uh, Dr. Elben, by the way, that's my name, good friends. Um, so I'm the doctor here. I've got a little medical stand set up in the back here. Why don't we go back and I'll look over your wounds and we can all discuss how better to serve the orpiment together? Sounds
3: yes, like that's a good <laughs> 17 plus. I assume 24. you're all
0: doing
2: sense motive checks? Yeah. Yes, <laughs>
0: 24. 10. 10. 14. Robert's just saying, don't even ask. Uh. <laughs> um, Nobody is getting a feel that he's trying to lie to anybody except everybody that's not you. Great. He is, when in we're... fact, like he is working overtime to transmit yes. secret messages like, just shut the fuck up and follow me and you might survive.
1: Dora sends him a message. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you.
0: So he's sort of turning back to head back to. He jauntily turns around. <laughs> I think today is a bloody good day. Follow me, friends. And he leads you back into... Uh, I'll pull out the map here for you. So the, we're literally, like, threading our way through, like, this through just horde of people? Like, somewhere near 40 to 50 apostles. <laughs> Let me tell you about the large hall. Oh, Are you all oh, able yeah. to see this map here? Wow. So this door down in the other end instead a set of double doors going to the south. You would guess it's probably going to lead to the room of pitch blackness. Make sense? Mm-hmm. There is a door on the west wall of this room that you would guess is probably only like 25 feet away from the easternmost windows in Lissandra's office. It's like <laughs> The just, better option. Exactly, just yeah. a little bit out of sight. <laughs> okay. But this room, okay. This gigantic space might once have been a cafeteria or assembly hall. Now it is the village of a savage tribe. There are wildly burning fire pits standing amid yellow tents and scrap structures. Portions of the western and northern walls have collapsed, but ramshackle barricades have been risen up to surround them. On the east wall, there are two sets of wide stairways climbing to the floor above around the stairs, the, around the entrances to these stairs, you see over a dozen bodies have been crucified to the walls, just trails of blood coming down from where they've been like actually nailed into the walls. Every single one of them has a dirty linen sack cinched around their head and pulled tight. You see men, you see women, you see children gathered around tents, gathered around cook fires, gathered around little cots, gathered on blankets. Some of them wearing robes, some of them not. Some of them wearing clothes, some of them not. Some of them looking pretty hearty and well-fed. Those are the ones probably wearing the yellow robes who are kind of walking around the, the slums of this large hall with cudgels in hand, looking like perhaps they keep the peace. So we've got basically this room is extremely huge. You can only see about 40 or 50 feet ahead of you at a time because of the yellow uh, fog seeping in here, but you get a sense of its size as you're brought through it. It's well over 100 feet uh, north to south and probably 70 or 80 feet east to west. It's a very big room. There's this tent city. There's these barricades on the west. And you see there are Apostles and Orpiment stationed at these barricades here with crossbows trained out into the fog of the courtyard. It's kind of a big hole that they've attempted to barricade with stuff, but it seems uh, pretty sketchy and like they maybe keep people there watching at all times. Nobody is anywhere near the doors in the south that you would presume lead to the Room of Pitch Darkness. The sort of notable thing, the thing that Dr. Elburn is leading you to, is in the north-east corner of the room there is what looks like essentially a hospital tent has been erected. It's got two of the, the north walls of this tent, the north wall and the east wall of this tent are the walls of the actual asylum, and then uh, sheets and bedding have been strung up to fashion a large sort of private space. That as he he head, you know, oh, serve the augment. Oh, what's so oh, yeah. good, good day, old chap. Yes, you eat that finger. Good, oh, uh, hey boy, I'll see you later. Uh, heads you into this into this area where you see a bunch of cots have been laid out where this man probably uh, tends to the wounded. And as he gets you back into this area, there. Uh, he's been putting on this amazing show of confidence and ease. As you get back into that area there and you close the flap behind him, he collapses on a cot. <laughs> he's trembling as he catches his breath. He puts a finger up to his lips, uh, sort of indicating, like, don't talk loudly. Uh, you've got a measure of privacy here but you're only separated from this outside apostle slum by thin bits of fabric. One of the two staircases that goes up out of this room is inside this tent and he gestures with a finger a little way up the staircase and you can tell it only goes up maybe uh, to like a, a first landing before it meets a collapsed bit of rubble. So there's no way to go upstairs here but you can tuck yourselves maybe like, it's like about 20 feet back up this staircase to get just a little further measure of, of privacy there. What the blazes are you doing here? We've come from the chapel. Oh, gods. And are there people there? Yes. Whatever you do, you cannot let any of them know that. Xandalus told them, there was food to be found there, and that a sign would come. That the way would be opened.
4: Hmm.
0: If, if they know, they will, as a group. They will all go there. Am I clear? Yes. I don't wish to be unclear. Very good. Who the devil are you? Funny question. Oh, it's like that, is
1: it? We don't know. There we go. All right. We're not inmates. Well, we were, but not by choice. We woke up here several days ago in the basement in cells with no memory of who we are or where we came from. We've been able to piece together a certain amount of information and we've learned a great deal since we woke up. We've encountered doppelgangers, and ghouls, and haunts, and all manner of things, say, and managed yeah. to make our way here.
0: Why did you come here?
1: Because... The Tatter Man must be
0: stopped. <laughs> oh hell, you're serious? And that's the end of chapter 26. Good one. We'll see you next time. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S Y R I N S C A P E.com. Opening and closing themes, along with additional music, composed by Rob Koslarek. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. Fantastic. Did we level?